0: You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Hello, good evening, and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note, and we listen to music of their choice. And my guest in tonight's program is Renette Boer, who is the director of the choir at UJ. But lots of other things as well. She's an organist, a composer. What else do you do, Renette? Church organist, yes?
1: Yes, and I sing myself.
0: And you sing yourself. Yeah. So singer, organist, composer, choir director. That's it. And how did you get into this?
1: Well, um, I think it was fate because... I grew up in a place where nothing of this existed really. Which was where? In Mpumalanga and Middleburg, but it was a small town at that time. There was no choir there except in my first grade. I sang in the grade six, no, not grade six, six year old choir. And that was about my experience of choir singing. Until when I was 15 years old, I started my own choir, which was the church choir because I had an got an organ job, I was the richest person in Middleburg, because at 15 I earned a salary, but also um, not only playing the organ, but doing the choir, and that was not so easy because I knew nothing about choirs.
0: But it's a good way to learn.
1: Yes, and I was fortunate enough to have both my parents in the choir. So my parents, they met in the Arshof Choir, and that was the predecessor of the Johannesburg Symphony Choir, but a long time ago. So they were not music- musicians, but they loved singing, and they could help me a lot um, with what I did. Not technically, but um, how to work with people, how to solve problems, and that sort of thing.
0: Which is most of what choir training is about, I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. yeah, dealing with people is always the most complicated part of it. You can learn other skills, but people keep throwing up new problems to be dealt with.
1: Uh, you're, never, you're never ready for what, what comes your way when you work with people, that's yeah. true.
0: And But it's so rewarding to work with people, I find.
1: Yeah, but for me as a child, it was a, actually a life lesson to learn to work with music, with adults, because I was so unsure of myself and I kept on using phrases like, I think, maybe... And then one day my dad said to me, that's one one phrase that you should just take out of your vocabulary and just say, this is the way I want it. Even if you're not sure, don't let anybody know. And then just later apologize if it
0: wasn't the right thing to do. And that stood you in good stead.
1: It did. Yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest way to get out of a difficult situation is to apologize.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also, uh, when you're running a choir or an orchestra or whatever it is, actually, you've got to call the shots. This is how you want it. This is the sound you want, this is the ensemble you want, etc. Cetera, et cetera. yeah as
1: you you often said um, when I was in your choir uh, a choir is not it, it's a it's not a democracy, so we can't vote about things. there's only one way and it's my way, and if you don't like my way, go sing with somebody you like.
0: <laughs> and your first choice is uh, a piece called Hope from a prayer cycle, is it?
1: Yes. Actually, I don't know a lot about the music, except that uh, the first love of my life, um, later when I met him again, he made, he made a movie, and he said, I must please compose music that sounds similar to this piece. And it really captured my heart, and I just love it.
0: That was from a prayer cycle by Jonathan Alias called Hope, the choice of Renette Boer who's my guest in People of Note tonight. And just off-air, we were discovering that uh, Hadebe, who helps us put this programme together, also comes from Middleburg. So there we are, an unusual connection. You sang in my choir for many years, uh, but you've always run your own choirs as well. Um, but you were a fantastic singer, and you still are a fantastic singer. One of the best things uh, about you was that you had perfect pitch now, just for our listeners, just tell us what perfect pitch is.
1: Well, perfect pitch is one of the phrases that um, unlocks a lot of jokes because people with perfect pitch often boast about it and um, but it's a, actually it's a rare gift of being able to. Name a pitch when you hear it without having to uh, get see what it, it is, you know, yeah, to see what it is to control it. And I thought it was something that everybody could do. So when I was very young, I asked my dad one day, um, I was like five or six or maybe seven years old. I said to him, What was the name of that song that played on the radio, the one in F major? And he was totally perplexed. He said, How do you know it was in F major? And I said, Well, I can hear it's an F major and he said no it's impossible and he took me to the piano and he went through all the notes and I had to turn around and I could pinpoint that so I could tell him what the notes were without uh, having to measure it against anything else but the strange thing about perfect pitch is that it helps you a lot but it's also a burden in many ways along the road and now that I'm older my perfect pitch is not so perfect anymore and I get really confused and it stresses me out if I can't pinpoint the pitch.
0: And I think this is actually a subject for a thesis because uh, Sue, my wife, uh, also had perfect pitch, uh, but with the onset of menopause, it changed.
1: Absolutely. And that's really yes.
0: interesting. Uh, so for her, it moved down half a step. And she, so her perfect pitch actually changed by a noticeable amount, which was really interesting. And uh, I think it's a, a fascinating subject because uh, many people have perfect pitch. Some think they have perfect pitch but don't. Uh, many people have a really uh, accurate sense mm. of pitch. Mm. And I remember uh, Sir David Wilcox telling a story about his perfect pitch uh, because... Uh, he was doing an audition when he was a little boy and he said that the the person playing the piano was playing in the wrong key because the piano was out of tune and for people with perfect pitch, it's a real problem because you think you are that something is out of yeah. well You're playing wrong notes. Yeah, so it's a really fascinating problem
1: Maybe I can tell you a story about that when I was a student I was with a Pretoria University choir. We went to South America And at that stage, I don't know how it is at the moment, but that stage, the the condition of the music instruments were really bad. And we we had a concert at a university with a big uh, piano, and I had to accompany the choir, and it was a semitone low. So everything I played came out wrong for me. And you
0: Uh, felt you had to transpose? Yes,
1: and it actually drove me crazy. I felt completely out of it. I was... I couldn't give the notes after that to the choir. I always gave them the notes without the pitch pipe because I was so confused. Now, where am I? What is this E and D and whatever? And I was actually in a a total bad emotional state. And my now husband, he knew about this and he went in search in that town for a music shop and he found a music shop where they had they had old instruments that were tuned correctly. And he he went there and found it. And he said, just wait a minute. And he went to my hotel room and he said, come with me. I have found an instrument that is in tune. And and they let me play for a while just to correct whatever (laughs) went wrong in my head.
0: Well, because someone else who had a very acute sense of pitch was Mozart. And the piece we're going to hear next uh, was sung in the Sistine Chapel. And nobody was allowed to have copies of it. This is the, Allegri by Miserere, uh, the Miserere by Allegri, and he went there and he wrote the piece down from memory uh, so that other people could have a look at it. And his father was even amazed by this task that he did when he was quite a young boy. Here it comes, the Miserere me by Allegri. That was Allegri's Miserere, a famous piece made even more famous by Mozart, who wrote it down from memory once he'd heard it in the Sistine Chapel. It's the choice of Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. Renette is the conductor of the UJ Choir. How long have you been there, Renette, at UJ?
1: Oh, Richard, um, I celebrated my 21st year um, in January this year, so I started in 1999.
0: And you took over from whom?
1: Well, I was there for five years um, pr- prior to this 1999. I was there from 91 and then I had my fourth child and I couldn't cope with all that. And then Johan van der Sand was appointed. And after he left for Turkey when he got the job there, I went back. And that was 99 till now.
0: Yeah. So with the two periods together comes to 25. Yeah, 26. 25, yeah. It's a long time.
1: But things have changed so much since then um, that it almost feels like two different worlds, but certainly for the better.
0: And, and you've been on many tours with your choir as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, the other day I counted, I was on like 16 tours in my life, of which I paid for only one. <laughs> That was with the birth of my first child when I went to Taiwan to see my grandchild, but the rest was with maybe you with with you a few times. We went to Israel, and we went to America and Swaziland. Not to forget that one, Um, but with you with Rao and UJ, I went to New York, uh, Europe, many places: Russia, Finland, um, Hungary. Never went to Australia, though, and not in Africa, unfortunately, but we hope to go to Belgium later this year.
0: Is that for a competition or a festival or what is it?
1: Yeah, it's for the World Choir Games that is in Belgium. This is a competition that is every second year. We took part in it um, last year, no, two years ago, two years ago, when it was in Swanné. And we won one category. we were champions of the world. It's a wonderful title to have for two years, and then you have to go and catch it back and We also got a gold medal for mixed choirs so it's a it's a competition where more than thirty thousand singers will take part um and it will be the biggest ever in Belgium. so lots of competition
0: but you're also an adjudicator at some of these festivals
1: Yeah, I was an adjudicator four five times um, in, in the States and in Riga, in Latvia, in Sochi, in Russia, and the last time in Pretoria I could adjudicate the second half where my choir wasn't taking part, but this time I'm not going to adjudicate.
0: And in those years when you've been adjudicating, have you noticed a change in standards? Or the choirs, have they always been good?
1: It varies. Um, very much to where the competition is held, so um, depends on who can come because we know the good choirs, and we know if that choir comes, we don't have a chance to win in that category. No, I don't. I think the the, the standard is rising every year. It's more difficult now,
0: and in South Africa.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I, certainly since I've been uh, here, which is now forty years, I've been back in South Africa. I think the standard of choral music has risen beyond recognition.
1: Uh, Often people ask me why the standard of of choirs in South Africa is so high, because it is a, really, it's a truth out there that when people see the choirs from South Africa competing against them, they're scared, because they know the choirs from South Africa can do their thing. But I think in South Africa, the reason for the rising standard is Actually, because of competitions, and we no, neither you nor I like uh, competitions in choir music, but it does raise the standard. So it has a, it has a yeah. good
0: spin-off. Now, one of the pieces that um, I've certainly done with my choir is the Vespers by um, Rachmaninoff, and I see you've chosen something, Bogorodice Dievo by Rachmaninoff. Yeah, um, it's fantastic music, rich, warm. And here it comes. That was Bogorodice Dievo by Rachmaninoff. Is it sung by your choir? No, it's not. Not. But we it's will hear your choir. on your playlist, your yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the choice of Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after this. You're with Classic 1027, I'm Richard Koch, and you're listening to People of Note. My guest tonight is Renette Boer, who is the choir director at the University of Johannesburg. She's an organist and a singer and a composer. Now, tell us about your next piece and about your composing in general, because we're going to hear a piece by you.
1: Oh, I think you're talking about the Magnificat. So many years ago, when I was the organist at Constantia Crane in Geekerk, we had a huge production, a Christmas production, and we needed a piece about Gabriel t- t- saying to Mary that she's going to have the baby. And I looked, and all I could find in Afrikaans scores and choir books was Esle Rumares' Sang van Maria. And it was very dated for me for the rest of the show. It didn't work in. And I we went to Dikololo. And everybody spent time at the pool and I just decided I'll have to write my own Magnificat. And I wrote it. It's very simple. And actually I thought maybe I copied somebody's music. I don't know. Because it was too too um, obvious everything that I wrote. But people loved it. And eventually I taught it to the Royal Choir. And we went to Germany. And in a church in Frankfurt, beautiful acoustics. We recorded this piece. It's a live recording that you'll hear now. I played the piano because we didn't have an accompanist. And I sang the solo and the choir followed. And it it was really a wonderful moment
0: captured in time. Have you written quite a few pieces?
1: Not so many. Um, I usually write something when I need it and there's nothing else available. Um, And one of the reasons I don't write a lot is because it's really hard work. And I have so many ideas in my head that once I write it down, it comes so quickly and disappears. So I just find it really hard work and I could not do *Sibelius*, And now I can. So now watch me. (laughs) I'm getting ready for retirement.
0: So here comes Magnificat. It's written by my guest, Renette Boer. And she's also singing on it with the UJ Choir.
1: It was Royal Choir at that stage, yes. That was a
0: piece called Magnificat, written and sung my guest in People of Note, Renette Boer. Where did you train, Renette, once you'd left Middleburg, you were the organist there and you were at Middleburg High School, Hurschkool Middleburg, I guess it was, and then where did you go?
1: Well, I went to Dickies, I studied music there, and I did piano as main instrument and organ as second instrument, and I never did singing because I was so scared to do the wrong thing that I just decided not to do it at all. So after my studies, I went teaching and I started the Mpumalanga Youth Choir. And then you heard some of my recordings. And then that's the way I I met you with my choir. When when
0: I was working at the SABC in those days. yeah. Yeah. And then did I do a recording with your choir?
1: I did a recording with one of the other producers and you, you heard it. And then I got a phone call from Mr. Richard Cock from the SABC when I was in my little house in Middleburg, heavily pregnant with my second child. And you said, I don't think you remember this, but of course I do. You said, I heard your choir and it was quite beautiful. And why don't you come and do some more recordings? And I said, well, actually, I'm on my way to Joburg. And you said, well, why don't you come and sing in my choir? I have two choirs. <laughs> and then I auditioned for you. It was just before your tour to England. Yeah. And then I joined just after that.
0: That's amazing. I I don't remember that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's uh, in itself is an amazing story. Now, your next choice is one that you will announce. It's MLK. Is the name of the piece. The
1: name of the piece is MLK Martin Luther King. And it was first sung It's by uh, Bob Chilcott Arrangement, sung by the King Singers beautiful piece. I recorded it two years ago with UJ, and with with them I have the most amazing first tennis, and they make a beautiful tone here to sing this beautiful piece, MLK.
0: That was a piece called Martin Luther King, or MLK, sung by the choir of the University of Johannesburg, conducted by Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. One of the things, you've done many things at UJ, but one of the important things you've done was to bring Carl Jenkins to South Africa.
1: Yeah, that's true. I um, I was very lucky to be part of that project, but actually it's Rita van den Heerfer who took the bo- uh, um, broad step to bring him here. And we actually had him here on two occasions. The one was for the armed man, which we did with all the visuals, very um, powerful, large choir with um, uh, Rao, it was UJ at that stage, and some other choirs. And then we did the Stabat Mater, that was also just this beautiful and moving. Um, It was very uh, intimidating to have um, Sir Jenkins standing in the wings, and he asked me to conduct the Palladio suite, Suite, and him watching me, um, I still just, I'm just amazed that I could do that at that time because I'm not an orchestra conductor, but no. it, yeah, we did it. But
0: now, what's interesting about his music also is that for serious musicians, they sort of, a bit like John Rutter, people slightly look down mm. on that music because it's tuneful, straightforward, emotional, uh, and serious musicians don't take this music seriously, although choirs and audiences do.
1: Yes, I wonder about that often, because I'm actually too scared to write anything on social media about my involvement with with Carl Jenkins, because you often get such terrible comments on that. But I think it's because people are jealous, in a way, of his success, because he's the most performed and recorded classical musician at the moment, I think, if I'm correct. And I think his music will live on forever.
0: And it's very powerful, especially when you have the visual images with it. Uh, I've also done the Armed Man, and it was one of the most successful Mm. concerts we've done. People absolutely were moved by it. Mm. Well, here it is. This is the Benedictus from the Armed Man by Carl Jenkins. That was the Benedictus from the Armed Man by Carl Jenkins. Again, sung by your choir. No,
1: no, that is is actually from a CD that he gave me himself. I think he wrote on it himself, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was something special that you had him out here twice with your choir, uh, because working with a composer whose music you're performing is always very special. We've had John Rutter here too, and it's quite something to work with the composer because he knows exactly what he wants.
1: Yes, and he was very uh, excited about our performance here, so much so that he invited us to perform it in Carnegie Hall the next year. That, so we performed it in 2010 and in January 2011, we took 40 of the UJ students over to New York and we performed it there with, with uh, another choir, with other choirs and he was there, but he wasn't conducting. Jonathan Griffith was the conductor at that stage. And the lady who sang the original uh, on his recording with her ethnic singing was the soloist at that stage.
0: Yeah, so your choir has really gone places. How has that affected the members of the choir? Do they have very fond memories of these tours? I think it's life-changing for many people.
1: It is life-changing, and it's a scary thought that when you do auditions and you listen to people... And you have to choose between two people. You realize that actually you have the power in your hands to to change one of them's lives dramatically. They will never be the same after that. I see comments on Facebook um, of m- members who sang 20 years ago when they see something that reminds them of that, and then they they just pour out their souls. They really it oh. it, it made something for them.
0: And do you have? Uh, an association of ex choristers, you know, for people who have sung in your choirs and do they come back ever?
1: When we have money we try to do big works that needs a bigger choir and then we invite them over. We had a few of those, we did Requiem for the Living of um, Forrester and we did Ola Yalo. I can't remember the name now, But um, that's only when we have an orchestra and money is getting tight. So those opportunities are not so many anymore.
0: So most of the time you sing unaccompanied?
1: All the time we sing unaccompanied. Yes, the UJ choir sings unaccompanied because we don't. there's are two reasons for it. The one is that we don't have budget for an accompanist. And the other is that for me, the ultimate choral singing is a cappella music. And there's a benefit for that as well. When you go to a venue, you, you don't have to worry about how the piano sounds or bring your keyboard. You just sing and use the space.
0: Yeah. But your next piece is with orchestra. It's the fifth movement of the Brahms Requiem.
1: That's correct. It's um, one of the songs on your playlist. Is where I sing the solo and Michael Barrett's conducting. And it was one of the last great solos I did. I found it quite challenging, but it's such a beautiful work from Brahms.
0: It is, and this was—I think he had a choir which he put together to do his doctorate True. or something. Yes. I remember that. Yes, yeah. the South African Chamber Choir or something it was but, called. Yeah, yeah, and here they come. That was the fifth movement from the Requiem by Brahms, the German Requiem. Ich hab nun Traurigkeit and that was sung by the Chamber Choir of South Africa, conducted by Michael Barrett, and my guest in People of Note, Renette Boer, was the soloist. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back just after this. Classic 1027 is the station that you're tuned to. I'm Richard Cock, and the program is People of Note. My guest tonight is Renette Boer, who is in charge of the choir at the University of Johannesburg. She's been there for many years. She's also an organist, a singer, and composer. And one of the groups that we've all been inspired by over the years are the King Singers. And I see your next choice is New Day by the King Singers. I well remember, as soon as I got back to South Africa, they made a tour. And I remember hearing them in your auditorium.
1: At Rao, at at that time. in those days, yes. I never heard them um, at that time, but I heard them exactly three years ago. Yesterday, three years ago, we had a, they had a concert in the Linda, and my cho- you were there. My choir sang one piece with them. So the previous day, we had a workshop with them. We worked on Eric Whitaker's This Marriage, and they told us how they wanted, and they worked with us. And we taught them some African song. Which was a little bit ridiculous, but it it worked pretty fine. They they got the uh, the the feel of it, and at at the Lender, when my choir had to sing just before the concert, one of them suddenly had some medical issues and he needed some medicine and of course I was the one to rush off to the chemist before it closed to get the medicine so I missed the whole what happened with my choir I wasn't there I didn't know where they're coming from how they're going to do it and I was really it was a very scary moment so I sat in the audience and there, there comes my choir. I didn't know where they come from, how they're going to get up, how they're going to get the note, how they're going to do anything. I felt like a mother who abandoned her children. And they stood on the stage. It was announced. And then there was silence. And then they start singing. And it was an exquisite uh, performance. And later you asked me, were you conducting from the stalls? <laughs> I said, no, I was not aware of anything happening. It was very special.
0: Yeah. Well, they're an amazing group. And I uh, knew them all quite well when I lived for eight years in right. England because they used to perform every year in Chichester where I lived. They would come and do a Christmas concert. And in fact, three of them had sung in the Chichester Cathedral Choir. Amazing. So we we got to know them pretty well. And they were an amazing group and still are an amazing group.
1: Isn't it amazing that the standard still just goes on yeah. and on?
0: And they they've been going for, well... Fifty years. years, Fifty years. Well, not with the same people, of course, course, uh, because the personnel have changed. But they're singing here New Day. This is the King Singers. That was the King Singers singing a piece called New Day and a great recording and a great song and amazing performers. Have you ever sung, apart from the Chanticleer Singers, have you ever sung in a small group like that where they're just six or seven singers? Because that's a very special experience, yes, too. Yes. Um,
1: um, I just spoke to Sisway, my assistant, on the way here, that in my first lecture at Varsity, the prof told us that music with lots of people are for lots of people, but music in small ensembles are for the connoisseur, and that is actually so true. Yes, I sang in George King's group Helix. We were four. It was him and Simon Lomberg and Ingrid von Zeitlitz and me and now so we have sometimes four or five, We well, I heard a few concerts. Yeah, it's very challenging to do that. I, I actually wa- always wanted to do more, but that's about what I did.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like playing chamber music. Mm. It's, a, it's a different type of music making. And now we're talking about a different composer also, Morten Lauridsen. Now, there are these days, several composers like Eric Whittaker, Morten Lauritsen, Ola Jailo, Paul Miller, I'm sure there are more, who are writing a very particular type of mm. choral music. Just tell us a bit about that because we're going to hear Oneta, uh, Onata, Onata looks, looks in a moment.
1: Yes, and they have a specific harmonic preference that you can you listen to it and you will say, That's Lauritsen, or That is Whitaker, or Miller. Miller, cheats a lot, he uses the same harmonic progressions, um, but it always works, and and he's very sensitive to the text and the word accents. So Lauritsen, uh, his music was sort of discovered, if I can use that word, by Nicole Matt, who, who performed the first uh, CD, he made the first CD album m- about 20 years ago with his U- uh, Europe Ch- Ch- Maguire of Europe. And since then, Lauritsen's music just took flight. Everybody sang it. And last night, when I was looking at the music and I played it to Siswe, he said, We need to sing this piece. He's never heard it, but we need to sing this piece, or Not Our Looks.
0: Well, and I remember when uh, Nicole Matt came to South Africa, we did a whole concert of yes. Lauritsen's music. And it included this piece as yes. well. It's called Onata Lux. That was Onata Lux by Morten Lauritsen. And is that your choir singing?
1: No, it's, uh, it's the original recording.
0: By Nicole By Mack. Nicole Mack. And then, do you sing much old music as well? When I say old music, I mean sort of early music or romantic music.
1: Yeah, I love old music. In some ways, I find that my current singers who come from a background where they don't have any formal training, find older music more difficult to sing than contemporary music. Um, for instance, they, they, get, they understand Miele, they do that, but let them sing a Brahms and it's a bit of a challenge. And I'm not even talking about Bach Motets. I would not even consider doing
0: that. Yeah, because it needs a different technique, yeah. really. And tell us about this piece by Vogel called Hosiana.
1: Yeah so one day I when I when we just arrived in Joburg we were invited by people to for for us for a dinner and actually we were invited for them by them to listen to the spectacular hi-fi more than the dinner and the, the CD that the guy put on had this track on uh, it was a, it's a german recording and it has the most exquisite a Trump uh, brass section. And I fell in love with it and when I found the CD later in Europe, I was very happy.
0: And this is it. Hosiana by Georg Josef Vogel. That was a piece by Georg Josef Vogel called Hosiana, And I just have to tell our listeners now about another amazing concert in which both of us were taking part at the Holy Trinity Church in Bramfontein. When you were singing Hear My Prayer, I think Christopher Coburn was playing the organ.
1: I think it was Kevin Crock. Was it
0: Kevin Crock? And towards the end of Hear My Prayer, at a rather sensitive moment, the whole back fell off the organ with an unbelievable crash. Do you remember that?
1: (laughs) Yes, and I saw it coming, (laughs) but the audience had their heads in their hands, and then suddenly they just jumped
0: out. (laughs) I remember it very well. Because it was, and it was such a beautiful performance of Hear My Prayer by Mendelssohn, suddenly this explosion when the back of the organ fell off and smashed to the ground.
1: But you remember we, we did it again after that. You said, can we please just do that again? And then we, we actually saved the recording.
0: <laughs> because this is another very special piece, Hear My Prayer by Mendelssohn.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the, the the second part that goes into O oh, for the Wings of a Dove was my mom's favorite and that's why I chose it.
0: Here it is, Hear My Prayer by Mendelssohn. That was Hear My Prayer by Felix Mendelssohn, which includes that wonderful solo O oh, for the Wings of a Dove, the choice of Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. I have a feeling that you and I like the same sort of music yeah. mostly. So. Many of these choices would be my choices also (laughs) if I were doing this program. And one of my own favorites, because I happen to love his music, is Gabriel Foray and the Cantique de Jean Racine. Somehow it's warm and rich and melodic. I think the melodies just flow so beautifully.
1: The melodies in the inside of the harmony, I mean, you have to really know where they are to find them and you have to have a good pianist if you use it on the piano. I must confess that I can't speak French, and for that reason, I hardly ever attempt French. Do you remember when I had to sing the solo for that one French, uh, and how I struggled with the French? So I decided, let's just stay away from it. So I don't do French.
0: But German? I do German. Italian?
1: I, I do German mostly. When I do Italian, I have to Google first.
0: And English, of course. I
1: know. Well, I got it. I had a good. Um, coach with the pronunciation uh, I use the, the with and I, I'm actually very strict on that with the pronunciation because I took lessons from Mr. Koch
0: <laughs> <laughs> And what about South African composers? Do you do many South African works with your choir?
1: Yeah, I like Neil van der Walt's music a lot uh, That is my favourite composer. I'm going to attempt with UJ this year um, um my, the guy from the Cape, Hendrik Hofmeyer, his music is very challenging, so I rarely do it with with my choirs. But when when I do, it's very rewarding.
0: And we do uh, with my choir also. Uh, there are quite a lot of young South African composers coming up now. Franco Prinsloo, yes. Peter, has some, Yeah, there there are lots of composers. Charlotte
1: Bueta is is she's not in South Africa at the moment, but she writes amazing music. And uh, and Peter Louis van Dijk is an yeah. absolute gem.
0: Yeah. So there are a lot of young South African composers and some older ones. Peter yeah. Louis is not so young anymore, but who are writing really nice music. Mm-hmm. Well, let's listen to the Cantique by Gabriel Fauré, Cantique de Jeanne Racine. That was the Cantique de Jeanne Racine by Gabriel Fauré, the choice of Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. And we're going to take a short break now. And after that, we're going to hear... The Presto from the Organ Symphony by Camille Saint-Saëns. That was The Presto from the Organ Symphony by Camille Saint-Saëns, the choice of Renette Boer, who's my guest in People of Note. And I guess you put that in because you're an organist, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I never played that piece. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That wonderful part where the organ comes in and plays the main melody is also used in the movie Babe about the pig. And the mice sing it. In that funny high voice and when my youngest daughter was very little we were traveling in the car and i had this on the radio and she said mommy that's babe's song <laughs> she recognized it
0: yeah you see it you never know where people recognize yeah. songs from and when music is used in advertisements uh it's really important and people then recognize the music i remember my son henry uh some advertisement used the Four Seasons by Vivaldi and ever since then he's loved The Four Seasons by mm. Vivaldi and he can listen to it, you know, anywhere, anytime.
1: Yeah, like like Old Spice, Carmina Burana. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Yeah,
0: and I see that's one of your choices coming up is Intrutina from uh, Carmina Burana. Um, this is uh, the soprano solo near the end, a very beautiful, gentle piece because a lot of Carmina Burana is sort of loud and noisy. But this movement is not. It's really beautiful. Intrutina. That was Intrutina, the soprano solo from Karl Orff's Kamino Burana, the choice of Renette Boer, my guest in People of Note. And I'm sure you've sung that several times.
1: Not so several. I mean, we sang it, I did it with you in Grahamstown. And I loved doing it, but I hated that other solo that goes to the top, top, G, top D. Top, Actually, yeah. I vowed never to do that again, and I didn't do it after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's sort of specialist no, stuff. No, yeah. not for me. But Intrutina is quite low mm-hmm. and warm and rich, just like all the music you enjoy. And
1: just um, just to add, the I fell in love with this from a recording of Barbara Streisand singing it very different from all the other recordings but it was so heartfelt that's why I chose it.
0: And now we're coming towards the end of the program. You mentioned earlier that you were going to uh, Belgium with your choir later this year. Do you travel around South Africa much?
1: Yes we try to do a national tour every year if we can't go overseas, but budget is is a problem nowadays so we sometimes just go to Nelspreit and do songs of praise there, and then, then we consider that our tour. We, we went to Cape Town, we went to um, Bloemfontein the last few years, but more and more it's difficult to get out there. because remember, because of the cost? Because of the cost. And also our travelling budget, um, in the past we could use it for travelling, but now we have to use it to get from one place to another. For instance, if we have a concert in Pretoria, we have to use that budget. In the past, our members had cars, now we have to book a bus, and get everybody safe there.
0: So the nature of the student body has changed as well in your choir.
1: Very much so. And I think another um, th- theme for a thesis would be how to find the rough diamonds in in my world. Because the way I audition my students are quite different from the way Stellenbosch would do theirs and Pretoria, because I have to find the the jewels there who has no experience and I must not miss that. And that's why I select my choir.
0: So you listen to, how how big is your choir? Uh,
1: Well, it depends on when you ask me in the year. But at the moment on paper they are 97, but I haven't seen them. I see them on Monday for the first time. And then 10 of them won't pitch and then 20 of them will fall out in the next month because they don't realize how strict the rules are. And then we will be stuck with about 70.
0: Which is what you need. Yeah, that's
1: what, it's a good, it's a good number. But more important for us is to get old members to stay on for a few years to teach the young ones before they go out. And then they go to Quaver after they sung with me.
0: So you've got a sort of alumni choir.
1: No, it's Sabellum Tembo's choir. That, yeah, well, it's not, actually they consist of 80, 90% of old members from my choir. And I'm so glad because now they have a place to go to.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's a very particular style of singing. And if they can continue in that style, then that's very special.
1: Yes, and they fall in love with the cappella singing. So they could sing in the symphony choir, but that's not what, they, the, what they're yeah. used to. So they no. often don't last long. I don't yes, know why. No,
0: and I've had some of them come to me, but I think it's not what they're looking for. Mm. Yeah, So then they want to get back to what they're used to. And your final choice for the program tonight is by Carl Jenkins, perhaps appropriately, because you've worked with him on several occasions. Uh, This is The Lament from the Starbat Martyr. Just tell us about that.
1: Yeah, It's the most beautiful tune. I think that is one of the tunes that you you mentioned earlier. And it's so sad. It talks about the, the, the fact that in wartime, children are the ones who suffer and die. And it makes me sad. I don't think I will ever be able to sing it because I cry after the first bar.
0: So this is The Lament from the Starbat Martyr by Carl Jenkins. That was The Lament from the Starbat Martyr by Carl Jenkins. The final choice of Renette Boer, who's been my guest in People of Note. Thank you, Renette, for coming in.
1: It was a pleasure.
0: And I really hope you have a fantastic year with your choir. You always seem to have fantastic years. Your choir just uh, seems to produce this amazing sound and a very high standard of singing. And I hope that in many ways that this program is a sort of tribute to the work that you've done with them and you have done for the past 20 how many years. Um, And I'm sure you will go on because... Choir masters just go on or choir leaders go on. They don't sort of fade away because the music keeps them young.
1: Thank you, Richard. I think we'll do that in the old age home one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the thing. Community music can go on anywhere, really. And I'm sure you will keep them going. But thank you for all the work that you do with your choirs and that you have done over the years. And we've sung and performed together uh, on several occasions. And they've always been very special memories. I've been talking to Renette Boer here on People of Notes. She is the director of the UJ Choir, an organist, a composer, and singer herself. And I want to thank Matabataba Hadebe from Middleburg in Mpumalanga, <laughs> who's been helping us put this program together. And of course, all of you at home for listening. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.